Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Steel Curtain Network. What's up, Steeler fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview Podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, joined by Dave Schofield and Brian Davis. What's up, Dave? How's it going? Uh, not too much. It's going okay. I don't know how to answer this. We got awards possibly coming up tonight. Yeah. We've got talks of Steelers coaches and it's it's news and it's exciting, but it's still the offseason. It is true. Brian Davis, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, happy holidays, because this is uh, my national holiday is Super Bowl Sunday. My other one is draft weekend. But whether the Steelers are in it or not, there's something special about this weekend for me. And now when they're in it, it's off the hook. It's just I mean, I've uh, I've no, I don't even work. I, I phone everything in and it's everything black and gold. And that's something special. I hope one day to be on Radio Row when my Steelers are in the Super Bowl. I think that would be absolutely amazing. I need to be there like my father and my mother back in 1980 on Super Bowl weekend, going to an actual Super Bowl and not even that and seeing them win. Yeah, it's been a while. We'll put it that way. It has been a while. So hopefully at, at some point in the near future, the Steelers do make it back to play in this big game. We'll talk about the, the Super Bowl and give our predictions there in the second half of the show. But we always start off with the news. And there's been a lot of news. Uh, and though it has nothing to do with the NFL honors, that's tonight. We don't know if TJ Watt's going to win Defensive Player of the Year or Joey Porter Jr. or Cam Hayward with the Man of the Year Award. We'll find all that and we'll have that for you at SteelCurtainNetwork.com. What we want to talk about is this coaching carousel. It is turning. So Frisman Jackson is out. Uh, a quality control coach and assistant QB coach are out. I don't even know those guys' names. I didn't even know those positions existed. And so there you go. Now the Steelers had brought in uh, an individual for an interview as it pertains to what we thought was a passing game coordinator, and that's Tom Arth. Tom Arth was with the Chargers last season under Brandon Staley. And we all assumed, because this came from Aaron Wilson, NFL insider, that it was going to be a lateral position, lateral move, meaning he would be taking over a pass game coordinator for the Steelers. So it's coming out uh, earlier today, Thursday, that he is going to be hired. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so we kind of run with that. Also, the Steelers are going to be hiring a new wide receivers coach, formerly of the Denver Broncos, formerly of the New York Jets, most recently of 
the New York Jets as it pertains to the Steelers. Like I said, Frisman Jackson's out. Zach Azani, I hope I said that correctly, is going to be hired as a Steelers wide receivers coach, reportedly from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. And then there was a report that the Steelers were going to retain Mike Sullivan as the quarterback coach. These all came from outsiders. And then our, our buddy, Jerry Bear, Jerry Dulac, he chimes in and says, whoa, 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 whoa. Zach Azani, that's right. He's going to be the wide receiver coach. Tom Arth is going to be the quarterback coach. This is per Jerry Dulac's team sources. And he said, and then there's already being some discussions for an arrangement with former quarterback coach Mike Sullivan. So what would Mike Sullivan be? Would he be the pass game coordinator? Is he just going to be an assistant coach? We don't know. That hasn't been finalized, and none of this is official, so keep that in mind. But, Dave, when you saw this news, what were your thoughts? My thoughts were, man, that's an awful lot of stuff to put in one article. Uh, <laughs> and it would be really nice to know exactly um, how it goes down. Is, is it what Jer Bear says? Is it what the national guys say? It's kind of, you know, a little bit conflicting stuff there. Uh, bottom line is, I don't know that the Steelers would hire someone that they just call the passing game coordinator because they've never done it before. They don't even announce who does those things, usually. So uh, it's exciting to to hear some of these uh, hires that they have. Um, the wide receivers coach, uh, one of his claim to fame is he both recruited and coached Antonio Brown at Central Michigan. But I know a lot of Steelers fans, when they saw that come out um, on Twitter, I, I truly expected the replies to say, I think you misspelled Heinz Ward. Yeah, I'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to the potential <laughs> of Heinz Ward. But let's, Brian, I'll, I'll throw it to you. What did you think when you saw the news? Well, I was just glad to see some movement because there's been a lot of talk about this. Uh, the main thing for me is that they bring in a pass game coordinator because the Pittsburgh Steelers have a history in recent years of having the smallest staff in the National Football League. So I would love to see some more positions there. The biggest surprise for me, I think, was the fact that uh, Jerry Dulac did not announce the hiring of Terrell Austin as defensive coordinator because I think he's probably behind on that. He's usually behind a couple of years on everything that he reports. I'm going to, I might get some heat for that, but eh, I said it, I deserve heat if I, if I should get it, but uh, just having fun there. But I, I love the fact that uh, the Steelers are thinking, not only thinking outside of the box, but filling the box with new positions that they haven't had before. So I, I love the fact, great. They have a quality control coach. We don't even really know what that is. Is that like uh, going and sampling the uh, the uh, cheese slices before you make the grilled cheese? I don't know what quality control is on a football team, but you know, I just want to see this team go ahead and move forward with more innovation that other teams have already done before and where they can benefit the team like – when you want all hands on deck, that's great. Have all hands on deck, but it doesn't hurt to have more hands. Now, they talk about too many cooks in the kitchen. That's fine. We don't, we're not asking for that, but we're asking for more taste testers in the kitchen to make sure that everything is going out well. Since Steelers historically under Mike Tomlin have one of the smallest coaching staffs in the National Football League. Last year, only one coaching staff, the New England Patriots, was smaller with 18. Steelers had 19 coaches. So uh, I think that there's, you know, the, the majority of the fan base feels like the Steelers need to get up with the times. You know, they need to, okay, well, what's taken so long for you to hire a, a pass game coordinator? To me, it's not so much about the quantity of coaches. It's the quality of coaches. What's the experience like? And I think, Dave, you're right. I think a lot of fans were hoping that Heinz Ward would be at least an option, which we don't know if there was an option or not for Heinz Ward. I do want to have to wonder if Heinz Ward would want a wide receiver coach position. This is a guy that was a head coach in the spring leagues. Say what you want about the spring leagues. He might have higher aspirations than as a wide receiver coach. This might sound crazy. I said this on my Let's Ride podcast when I recorded with Jeremy Betts. I, I would love if the Steelers said, you know what? We want Heinz Ward, but we just don't want him to coach the receivers only. We want him to be an assistant head coach. Dave, this is a role that you've been wanting to be filled yes. in some capacity since Brian Flores left, and so did John Mitchell. Heinz Ward, to me, you want to talk about what it embodies a 
to what it is to be a stealer, not just a wide receiver, it's Heinz Ward. Like he is that guy. And so I think that if you want to get back to some of that, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset with that move. Also wouldn't be upset if they bring in Mike Vrabel in that role, which is a name that's being tossed around. Uh, But Dave, when, what are your thoughts on Heinz Ward quickly? Is it in, in the coaching carousel world? My thing is, is I don't really know enough information about Heinz Ward as a coach. Steelers fans love him because he was a great wide receiver for them. But not every player turns out to be a great coach. And how many times do we get enamored with a familiar name? I think back to the GM search and some people, even some of those here at SCN who are our draft people, were all about Lewis Riddick. I'm like, just because you hear his opinions on TV does not mean that he's the best qualified person to be a general manager. So sometimes a a familiar name is what we want, but really I don't care about the familiar name. I will just want the the best coaches that the Steelers can get. Yeah. And that's why when I mentioned Hines as a potential league assistant would be more of, he's more of the overall, he's seeing over a lot of different areas and not just a wide receivers coach. I'd be fine with that. I, I think that, you know, Hines would be definitely, more than willing to take open over that role, but we'll see. Brian, what about you? What are your thoughts on Heinz Ward? Yeah, I'm going to expound upon on what Dave said because I am completely there. That was my thoughts if I would have went first. But when I look at this whole thing and I think of any wish list, anything that I want, if you ask me what it is, I've got to know what it is to put it on the list. We don't know what we don't know. And that's the bottom line. If we don't know, we can't put it on the list. When Bill Cower was hired, I, I was a big-time Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I was also in college at the time. And I wasn't looking at the uh, coordinators of other teams as much as what I knew that was going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that also happened to be during the Pittsburgh Pirates run as well and the Pittsburgh Penguins run as well. There were championships, and there was uh, there were division champions for the Pirates. There was Stanley Cups. There was a lot of things going on. I had no clue who Bill Cower was. All I saw was, wow, this guy's young. I've never heard of him. What a great mustache. That's all I knew about the guy. Then I had to read about him. I had to find out about him. Uh, just like I did not know a lot about Ryan Shazier, when he was drafted by the Steelers, I knew the position. I was enamored with the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers needed a quarterback at the time. And I'm like, got to get dark Denard. Got to get this guy. Thank goodness. They didn't get dark Denard. You know what you think, you know, but the people that know are the people that are doing the hiring and they know more. Everybody wants Byron Leftwich because he's available. But maybe Byron Leftwich is available for a reason right now. Uh, maybe Heinz Ward does not fit the bill of what Mike Tomlin wants because he was there as an intern or an assistant as a coach years ago. Who knows? Or maybe it's something that they're planning and waiting to see how everything shakes out. But when you go ahead and fill out that Christmas list, or if you If you say, hey, honey, let's go to the movies tonight, you're going to go ahead and say, oh, I want Fast and Furious 19 because Vin Diesel's awesome. And I love what The Rock's cooking. Uh, You know, you're going to say that. But they're like, hey, there's this other movie that uh, looks pretty good. uh, But you've never heard of it. But this director is up and coming. I, I experienced that. The guy's name was Tarantino. Another movie that I had never heard of anything was Shawshank Redemption. I went and I'm like, oh, hey, that's better than going to see that darn cat again. <laughs> darn cat. <laughs> so I, I think Redemption, this- best Stephen King movie ever. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. It was a short story. It was a short story by Stephen King. I did not know Originally that. called Dave. What was uh, Rita it? Hayward and the Shawshank Redemption. Yes. There you go. There you go. There's no, your no, Tim Hayward. Hayworth. Hayworth. Oh, Hayward. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Steelers are the mind. Hayward. <laughs> Wasn't Cam's grandma. <laughs> Trip from right field tonight is brought to you by Dave Scofield. <laughs> um, I had it last week. So uh, yeah. let me ask you all this question. You bring up someone like maybe a Heinz Ward or Mike Vrabel is still out there. 
Of course, the big fish of Bill Belichick is still out there. Not that he's going to come into just any role, but his name is out there. Pete Carroll's out there as well. Quality control coach Bill Belichick. (laughs) His quality control is not allowed. Assistant secondary coach Pete Carroll. So let me ask you all this. (laughs) Let me ask you all this. After that, let's assume that the moves that we have announced and discussed already on this podcast are official and made official, which they haven't been done yet. I keep saying that. Do you think there's more hires to be made or do you think the cut, the coaching staff is done? Dave, what do you think? Unfortunately, I think they'll, they'll probably be done. Um, I would like to see them add something. Did they lose, did they lose a, a defensive coach? Like an assistant? Yes. It was or a was it a different office? A, a secondary assistant, I think. Did they? I couldn't remember if they lost a secondary assistant or if their secondary assistant was coaching at the senior bowl or something like that. Um, because I'm getting those two different things, two different news right. items, yeah. um, messed up because some of that stuff was blurring together. So, I th- there might be another smaller hire. I would, like I said, they when they lost their, uh, their assistant head coach and their special defensive assistant in the same offseason and they replaced them with nobody. I would have really liked to see just to have another coach there, particularly someone to really help coordinate the front part of the defense since Terrell Austin's specialty is the back part of the defense, like what Brian Flores did. That's why I would love to see it. I just, I'm not keeping my hopes up that the Steelers are going to have another hire like that. Brian, do you think fun hiring or do you think there's going to be more to come? I actually think there's more to come because I think that the Steelers have progressed into that age now where their Mike Tomlin is uh, the guy that will take somebody off of, I don't want to call it the trash heap, but um, somebody for the redemption tour, a la a Brian Flores. I thought that that was great. I can see that with Vrabel. I I love the uh, the news right now with Vrabel. It's like, well, he was too intimidating for some teams because of his stature. He comes in, he's a huge man. I'm like, what? what? So? That's what you need, is, that's what you need yeah. as a coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody that commands a room like Vrabel, somebody with uh, his track record, somebody that coached in New England as well. And I remind everybody we saw this with Mike Munchak, and everybody would welcome back Mike Munchak. But what I'm talking about today, and I had a I had a conversation with our good friend David Stefano from uh, First and Skull from, and he's been on shows on Steel Curtain Network before, talking about former Vikings and so on and so forth. And we were he was the first person to ever agree with me that I think there needs to be an assistant coach wing in the Hall of Fame. Because the reason I say that with this Arthur Smith hire last week, people forget that Dick LeBeau was a horrible head coach when he was with the Cincinnati Bengals. Did not work. He's one of the greatest assistant head coaches of all time. He's in the Hall of Fame, but he's in the Hall of Fame because he was a defensive back for the Detroit Lions. When you talk about other great assistant coaches, I think of the Wade Phillipses of the world. I think of Norv Turner. I think of guys like that. I'm even thinking of a guy that can't get hired right now in Eric B enemy. I, I don't know why nobody wants him as a head coach. I'm not sure, but I know that they're not seeing that in him, but as an assistant coach, he would ha- be on everybody's list as a great assistant. So when I'm thinking of the fact that you could bring in a guy like Mike Rabel and give him a spot, I think that would just benefit your team like crazy. And Mike Munchak is another great example of a guy that said flat out, I don't want to be a head coach in this league anymore. And he said that. You remember that, right? Or is that me just being crazy? I don't remember that off the top of my head. I can neither confirm nor deny that (laughs) statement. Okay, but what I'm saying there is he was a guy that he's like, I'm comfortable as an offensive line coach, an assistant head coach, something like that. He wasn't looking for that big job. So I I appreciate somebody that understands the lane that they're in and that I could be the best I could possibly be here. And I'm not worried about being in that seat 
I like it here. This provides for my family. This provides what what I want as far as a challenge, and I have a chance to be a Super Bowl winner. So I would love to see a guy like Vrabel. As far as Heinz Ward, do the Steelers want Heinz Ward? I think that there would be a place for him here, but there might be a reason, there might be a philosophy difference that we don't know about. To me, in my opinion, you can never have enough leaders and I, on a coaching staff. So when you think back on some of these coaches that have kind of fizzled out, you know, the most recent is Frisman Jackson. You know, you never hear players going to bat for that individual. You never hear them say, man, coach Frizz. The last wide receiver coach that they talked about was the one that passed away in training camp and his mind escapes me. And my, his name is Daryl Drake, Daryl Drake, Daryl Drake. You young rookie, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith Schuster. They talked about how me, how impactful he was on their lives. That's a leader. That was before he passed away. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They were talking about this guy beforehand. When you go back to the offensive line under Mike Munchak, those guys went to bat for Mike Munchak. This guy knows what he's talking about. We'll run through a wall for this guy. They talked about John Mitchell the same way. They talk about Carl Dunbar that way now. You can never have enough quality leaders of men in a building. And so when these Steelers announce these hires, we can talk X's and O's all we want. They have to be able to lead. They have to be able to take their position group and they have to be able to lead these young men because that's what they are. They're young men and have them elevate their game in some way. Maybe it's with the minutia of the position, a wide receiver coach teaching the route running to the most precise detail. Maybe that's it, but maybe it's also with the coach that's able to take a young man aside and get him to focus and focus on the task at hand and make sure he's doing his workouts and getting his film study in. It doesn't matter. Whatever you got to do, you got to get it done. So that's why when people talk about these coaches, and they go, oh, well, you don't add a coach, just add a coach. You add a leader because you need a leader. So if Mike Munchak comes back and he's as a an assistant head coach, but he's helping with everyone in the, on the offensive side of the ball, you jump at that opportunity. Mike Vrabel is a leader. He got the Titans to, to perform in a meaningless game in Week 18 to beat the Jaguars and get the Steelers into the playoffs. You don't get your team of professionals to do that without being a leader. So with this coaching surge, if it's done, it's done. If it's not, I hope they bring in leaders of men. That's cliche, I know, but I also think it's extremely important. Dave, any final thoughts on the coaching? No, I I, I concur with what you just said there. Okay. Brian, any final thoughts on the coaching? Yeah, I'm just going to jump on something that you just said. Look at what the Las Vegas Raiders are doing right now. Assistant head coach Marvin Lewis that is a big deal for that team to bring in a guy like that. You might say, well, hey, he never really got it done when he was in Cincinnati. Took that team to the playoffs, but the respect and the leadership that a guy like that is going to bring to that team is going to be monumental. And so like Rocky rocks him. I'll bring this up. He says, Jeff, too many cooks in the kitchen is a bad thing. I get it. But at the same time, that's, when you only that's had the excuse for not having more coaches. When you only had 19 coaches last year and you were the second lowest number in the NFL, if you added two and you were at 21, you would still be well in the bottom third, bottom quarter of the league yeah. in terms of coaching staffs. So I understand what you're saying. And I'm not asking for this to look like a college sideline where you've got people just standing around. Lord knows what they're doing, holding the water bottles. Coach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Gotta have the get yeah. back coach so you don't get that 15 yard penalty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let, the NFL honors is tonight. And so we'll we'll talk about this quickly. Some of you that are listening to this in podcast form, it might already be announced. And we're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but I want to ask you all, do any Steelers bring home any hardware? Dave, what do you think? I really hope so. I, I think who honestly has the best chance, if you made me have to pick one, because there's there's really the three that, that we know of. There's T.J. Watt for Defensive Player of the Year. There's Cam yeah. Hayward for Walter Payton Man of the Year. And yeah. there's Joy Porter Jr. for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Correct. Honestly, the one that I think has the greatest chance, simply because the the this is the media, AP, voting on – the other things and they had already anointed miles Garrett. So I don't think there's really a, that decision was made at mid season, even though we stunk it up the last part of the year. I think the one that has the best chances came Hayward. He's been nominated for this six times 
and they're running out of chances to 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 have it. And he just keeps doing more and more and more and more with the community each year. They're running out of chances for him to be the guy. Who decides that man of the year award? Is that the Associated Press as well? I have no idea. It would be difficult for I don't know someone, say, in New York, yeah, if they're a part of the Associated Press, to vote on Cam Hayward in Pittsburgh when they're not there to see what he's doing. In well, the I, I know part of it is fan vote, even. Oh, gosh. It? Yeah, because that, that was sense. where they were voting for that with all the hashtags and everything on uh, X for forever. Yeah, that. now that you say that, I do remember that. Uh, Brian, what about you? You think any Steelers bring home any hardware? I'm thinking that uh, actually Joey Porter Jr. on the defensive side of the ball might have a chance, but I just don't mm-hmm. think it's going to happen. But I I looked at all the other candidates. I mean, Will Anderson, that's a big name there. Yeah. You know, there are some other names there that, I mean, of course, the the Carter kid from, uh, from Philadelphia. Um, yeah, did I get Jaylen. that name right? Jalen Carter. Carter. Yeah. Um, So that, but he definitely turned some heads this year. Yeah. TJ Watt. I just feel like this was decided back in the preseason and that it is really miles Garrett's year. There is nothing in the stats that makes me believe it. I made jokes about that all year long, especially in my bold and bizarre predictions. TJ Watt could have had 20 sacks in one week. And it's still going to uh, Miles Garrett, even though he uh, didn't play that week because he had a hangnail. You know, it's just it just feels like that's preconceived. And Micah Parsons is another guy that uh, I would actually I would have more respect if Micah Parsons won the award than Miles Garrett. I would say that I noticed that T.J. Watt gained some steam this week in the last couple of weeks, it seems like he's gaining a little bit of steam, but I still don't think it's going to him. And here's what I worry about with Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward's causes are not lifetime original movies of the week. And this is going to sound really crass, but last year when I saw Dak Prescott had a story that was uh, a real tearjerker, and it really was. And I think because it was high profile and it was Dak and it's the fact that it was a tearjerker, that's the way it went. But Cam Hayward's body of work, when he has Cam's week, when he does something every single day that week, he doesn't stop. He's doing everything something every single week of the year and he's doing so much he's doing stuff in the off season and i just think that it is a promotional award and it's more of a personality award than it is for what it should be and that's the spirit of giving i was trying to see i looked on instagram quickly to see if tj watt was in where where is it it's in is it hollywood is he on the honors it's not in vegas the, the NFL honors. I don't think, I think it's in California. Anyways, I want to see if the Kodak there. theater. I want to see if he was there because if you think back when he won it, he was there. His brother was there. His brother actually introduced the award for him. Um, but the other times wasn't there. He didn't show up. I feel like if he's not there, he's not going to win, but if he's there, he might have a good chance. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to think, I think cam does get man of the year this year. I think he's done a lot. The cam gives back week is a big week. It's a big thing. There's a lot of great stuff that happens. Um, and I actually think TJ does have a legitimate shot. I agree with you, Brian. The last week or so has been a lot of people have been, it, it, it seems like you see this, he's getting pumped up. Like the Steelers are putting out stuff. A lot of other people are following suit. Is it enough? I don't know. I just too, hope it's too bad. They voted the week after the season was done. Is that when they voted? They have to vote before the playoffs start because the playoffs are not supposed to influence it. Ah, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, uh, fellas, it is at the Resorts World Theater in Las Vegas, Nevada. So it is in Vegas. Okay. Yes. All right. Interesting. Very interesting. We'll see. I hope the Steelers don't get skunked. I hope they don't get that they they don't leave with nothing. But at the same time, I can see a, a world where that happens. So, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back after this break, we're going to talk about Super Bowl predictions and do some Steelers trivia 
We'll be right back. For those watching live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, we're not going anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. It's time to talk about the last NFL game of the 2023-2024 NFL season, the Super Bowl pitting the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. I will say this first. I don't care who wins. I don't care that the San Francisco 49ers could potentially get six. The Steelers already have someone tied with them. So it's not like it's a, it's a, you know, a a one person club. I rooted hard against the Patriots to not get six, but now that they have it, it's kind of like, okay, whatever. It's not really, it's not really important anymore. The Chiefs, do I have Chiefs fatigue? Sure. I have Chiefs fatigue, but if they win it, I like Andy Reid. He seems a good guy. Um, and so I really don't care. I just hope for a good game. Dave, do you have any rooting interest in this game? Yeah, I, I said earlier this week that I'll probably change who I'm rooting for during the game several (laughs) times during the game, based on how things are going. Um, just because it really, I'm not all that, I'm not really excited about either team winning and I'm not all that mad if either team wins. So I'm, I'm glad there's no purple in this game. Yes. Uh, like we thought a couple weeks ago there might be. So then that way I really have to have more of a rooting interest or an anti-rooting interest, I guess you would say. Um, so I, I'm I'm like you. I, the, the sixth Super Bowl things, I've said it before, if you don't like it as a Steelers fan, the Steelers need to win another one. Right. You know, if you, you know, it's not, if, if you don't want other people to catch you, then win more. So you're setting the bar even higher. Right. So that's, that's my thing. Uh, with that and I don't like seeing the same team win it all the time and yeah we we do there is the Chiefs fatigue but uh, I don't know maybe maybe if Andy, if Andy Reid wins another one he rides off into the sunset and that team is looks a little bit different next year who knows maybe. we'll see what about you Brian for me it's kind of simple and it really shouldn't be because of course I want that good game I have Chiefs fatigue as well, but 
this is going to surprise a lot of people. I do have a lot of respect for the way Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey played that game against Baltimore. And uh, some people that are anti-Travis Kelsey said, oh, he, he was playing like a thug out there. I just like the fact that these two guys, when you look at their supporting cast on offense, it's just them. I, it's uh, that supporting cast, especially the wide receivers, are not that good. I would actually put the Pittsburgh Steelers receivers, including the De- uh, if Deontay Johnson was that team, he is on that team. He's your number one receiver. Yeah. Same with George Pickens. And I tell you what, Allen Robinson would turn up on that team too. <laughs> so that's, those receivers are not good. I think the running backs, I think Pacheco and Alaire, I think they're serviceable. But those guys carried this team completely against Baltimore. And it was something that I really, that I really uh, appreciated, especially because I was willing to bet my house that it was going to be purple this week. And I am, I thought for sure that not only were they going to be there, they were going to win it. And I was going to tear my hair out and I've got luscious hair. Nobody wants to see this guy ball. Now, when we talk about this, you were supposed to laugh at that, Jeff. Um, but <laughs> when when we talk about the San Francisco 49ers, I have a lot of respect for the way Kyle Shanahan has built that staff and built that team. You know who annoys me more than Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes? It's George Kittle, actually. George annoys the heck out of me. But I love watching Brandon Ayuk, except for week one when he's killing the Steelers. I love watching Debo Samuel. And for what is going on every time Christian McCaffrey touches the ball, that's what building a team is about. And they stole that guy. They completely stole him from the uh, Carolina Panthers. That was one of the, the trades of the century. So as far as everything goes, I can't wait for this game because I think it's going to be a good contest. I'm probably rooting for the San Francisco 49ers, but I want to throw something out there too. Taylor Swift does not make me want to root against the Chiefs. I love the Taylor Swift factor. I love the fact that it has brought in that just her inclusion in the stands has brought so much. Like uh, Hondo Carpenter was talking the other day on his show that he she's brought so many millions of dollars to the NFL just because of her presence. And if we're worried about somebody that's in the stands and we don't like her because we she annoys us, look at the divas we had back in the day. In the 80s, Madonna and Whitney Houston, who weren't very good people. They really weren't. And this is somebody that is a positive role model. I mean, her uh, you might think that her boyfriend's sort of a knob. That's that's fine. But this, this isn't a horrible thing. So just having her there adds so many fans. And you know how many little girls I've seen wearing Travis Kelsey jerseys? Because of it, there's nothing wrong with that if you're promoting the game. I want to throw in one more thing. Too bad Duck Hodges wasn't still on still on the Steelers. No one's talked <laughs> about this, but his girlfriend just won Country Album of the Year at the Grammys. That's pretty awesome. So hey, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and that's good stuff. So so Brian, are you saying that she's you know kind of become the antihero? Yeah, oh, she she has she she's really one that I mean all this she should just shake it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, just gotta shake it off. Yeah, I just had to chuckle because Brian said I'll make this really quick. And then went on a five five minute am like just rambling on about this. It's fine. It's all good. Bad's back. Okay. <laughs> After forehead gave us two dollars. Said, "Did you all watch Pay Dirt this week?" Now I did not catch Pay Dirt this week. That is the. uh show between uh pay saunders who is our uh he, he's one of the homies so you might know him from our steel curtain network and b dirt brandon harriet 
they also cover their respective teams, the Bears and the Bengals for fans for Sports Network. And she said the Swifty bets. I guess they had Swifty bets. So hmm. I'm with you, I Brian. I, I, the Taylor Swift thing for me, like I really, I, J- Jim Nance was on the Dan Patrick show. I saw a clip on Twitter and he said, you know, someone actually did the research. And in the AFC Championship game, they showed Taylor Swift on TV for total combined mm-hmm. 44 seconds. And Jim Nance is twice what? as much as the week before, though. I he think said, it was like 26 what, what, or something. He's, yeah. He said, what are, people, what are people upset about? He said, I, and, they, and so Dan Patrick says, are you telling them to go to her? He goes, I don't tell my producer what to do and how to do his job. They tell me. They don't tell me anything. I'm just calling the game. And then he's calling it from the screen that he sees with the TV. Soon. I don't care. I really don't. Let's talk yeah. predictions. Let's talk predictions for this game. It's CBS that does it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's not Jim to answer anyone. Um, but Okay. What do we think about this game? That The total on this game is 47 and a half, which is really seems really high, even though when you hear my prediction, that'll be funny. Um, but this, the, uh, the 49ers, yeah, the 49ers and the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs are getting, let me check, DraftKings quickly, still two points. So the 49ers are spotting two. Dave, what do you think about this game? And what is, uh, what's your prediction? Well, what people fail to realize is that these two teams are ranked second and third in points defensively for the regular season. These were teams that did not surrender a lot of points this season. So my my biggest bet of them all is the under. Um, which watch that watch it come out and be like last year again with their with like both <laughs> game, both of them in the 40s. But just because it's the under, I don't think it's going to be bad football. But to me, I feel that the through the regular season the San Francisco 49ers have struggled when they have played some of the top defenses in the league. The only one that finished in the, in the, well, probably I think they were even the top five in both the points and yards category that they handled was the Dallas Cowboys. Because as I said before, they were just, they were frauds anyway. They had inflated numbers at home and not on the road, kind of like it was when it came to points scored in the Browns, but the Niners got them not in Dallas, so that's why I, you know you kind of I kind of expected that one. But when they played teams like Cleveland in Cleveland, where they were where they points wise were much better. When they played Baltimore in San Francisco, they struggled against those teams that had top defenses in the league. I'm going to argue and say that I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the are the best defense in the NFL this past regular season. Why? because they finished second in points and second in yards. And the teams that came in first in first in points was the Ravens. They were down in yards. I think they were I don't know, I mean, actually I, I had it here in front of me for a minute. Um, if I can find it, uh, the Ravens were then sixth in yards. And then you had the Browns who were, who were first in yards and they were 13th in points. So to me, Kansas, Kansas city averages out the best of the two main team categories you look at for defense. So that's why I'm going to, am I supposed to go ahead and give a score prediction or anything? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm going with, believe it or not, the Chiefs. That's who I think will win. It's not necessarily who I'm rooting for. And I gave a score on Scobro show, and I don't even remember what it was, so I'm going to make up a new one. I'm going to say that the final score is, let's go, uh, just for fun, uh, Monsters Inc. We'll go 2319. <laughs> All right, Brian. What's your... by that score this year? <laughs> what's your prediction, Brian? I you know what? I think that the uh this is going to be a lot closer to a dynasty for the Chiefs than I originally thought. Yes, they're getting two, but the 49ers have been suspect in the playoffs, and they have been down in both of those games to lesser teams than what the Kansas city chiefs are. That's the Detroit lions. That is the, I'm sorry, the green Bay Packers. So when I'm thinking of that whole thing, it almost screams that it could be the chiefs, but I think if I'm putting my money down and they're only giving away two, I really think that it's time that the San Francisco 49ers come alive. We saw them with some dips when they lost three in a row this more, this season. We also saw them just completely rise up 
and show what they can do against some very good teams like the Philadelphia Eagles, like the like the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh. St- okay, wait, maybe not that. But uh, all I'm saying is that I really think that the uh, San Francisco 49ers are the are the team this year, and I think it's uh, time that they are back on top for their first Super Bowl win in, believe it or not, my gosh, 30 years? He's doing the math. Would that be 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. It was 29 years. It would be 29 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, but and and I know Jeff is going to go now, but Brian was bringing up some, you know, good points. Yeah, they they had to come back against the Packers. They had to come back against the Lions. Well, at least it shows that they're not going to quit and they're not going to panic. To me, I still think the two teams that lost the championship games both panicked. And the teams that didn't panic won. But even granted, it's the Kansas City Chiefs who won the Super Bowl last year. But if you were to tell me a team was going to go into Buffalo and win a playoff game and then go into Baltimore to win a playoff game, I would think that that team is has got to be kind of a little bit of a, 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 of a of an advantage going into the Super Bowl. Okay, so my my theory on this is simple: who has the better defense? Who has the better quarterback? Kansas City, Kansas City. I'm going to take the Chiefs, but it's going to be a high. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than people think. 27-24. I think the Chiefs score and uh, kind of ice it out there at the end. 27 to 24. Would I love it? No. Would I love it if the 49ers win? No. I'm not going to love anything unless the Steelers win. So there you go. <laughs> All right. There are predictions for the Super Bowl. Let's do some Steelers trivia. Brian, do you have one? Yeah, I have an interesting one here too. And it has something to do with the halftime show. No, let me rephrase <laughs> that. It has everything to do with the halftime show. So this halftime show has something to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. And what is it? This halftime show? Yes, this upcoming so, halftime show. I don't even know who it is. So Usher Raymond, Usher yes. is the halftime show. Does he have That's any right. special guests that I don't know? Have I, they announced like if someone's performing with him? It's alleged that Little John is going to be there, and that's something that I've been alleging, and I've seen that, and which what? I think would be awesome. Yep. But you're on the right track. You're on the right track. But you're on the wrong track. So I'm going to just give you the answer right here. Usher was a guest of the Black Eyed Peas when the Pittsburgh Steelers played the Green Bay Packers. Super Bowl 45. And guess who else was a guest there as well? Slash from Guns N' Roses. Huh. So there you go. Now, here's my regular trivia question. The Steelers <laughs> have had some great artists play their halftime show. Who is the highest grossing artist to ever perform a Pittsburgh Steelers halftime show? And it's only by less than a million albums. I'm going to say that Bruce Springsteen barely outdoes the Rolling Stones. I'm going with Donnie Harris. Donnie Harris <laughs> and the Clarks. Um, <laughs> everybody loves Donnie Harris. Um, actually, it's uh, it's the opposite. Uh, the Stones beat out Springsteen by really? just like uh, less than a million albums. Number three in there would technically be Slash because Guns N' Roses have sold more than who I thought was going to be very high on this list, the artist who formed at Super Bowl 30 in 1996. Who was that artist? I can't remember that one. You know, Dave? This These kind of questions are for someone that actually re- even cares a little bit about the halftime show. It was just it was just so long ago. I yeah. can't remember who it was. One of the biggest of all time, though, and it's Diana Ross. Oh. Uh, outside Steeler fan had it before you said it in the live chat. 
I was I wasn't looking because I'm I'm looking at my list. <laughs> so yeah. I, I did not see that. But yeah, Diana Ross performed Super Bowl 30. Super Bowl 40 was the Rolling Stones. I thought the best performance was Springsteen and Super Bowl 43. I did enjoy the Black Eyed Peas. When my parents went to the Super Bowl in 1980, it was up with people. A salute to big bands. There you go. What uh, what year was the uh, wardrobe malfunction with Janet Jackson? That was with the Panthers were playing in that Super Bowl. Was that Panthers-Denver? Right? I'm pretty 30 sure. years ago. No, it was it was Panthers and Patriots. That was the That's game right. that almost it was went to alone, overtime. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember one of the teams had 29 points at the end because I'd done a 29-point league that year. <laughs> because the halftime show after that, so after the the the, the malfunction, uh, boy, did they go the opposite direction. Like, hey, we're not doing anything trendy. Let's go with the who. Let's get – I think That was actually Tom, really good, though. Believe it, it or bad. not. Did they do Tom yeah. Petty? I think Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Tom did Petty. one. Tom Petty um, did the giant. I believe it was the Giants uh, upset of the uh, undefeated Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah, but they're basically saying we need to have the bands that are not going to have a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, <laughs> I they're just Bruno now Rolling Stones and yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought Bruno Mars. He's done he it twice. Great. I I I just think mm-hmm. he's spectacular. So I I look for a, a great Super Bowl like that. Um, but somebody does, mentioned but does how anything great... top the Michael Jackson, the one that started it all. Depends on if you like that type of music. It's like, yeah. for instance, I'm not crazy about Usher. I would rather see someone like Chris Stapleton, but that's not going to bring in as yeah. many people. So it is what it is. You yeah. know what's widely regarded as one of the best, and it's one of my favorites, and the Steelers missed it by a year? It was Prince. Oh, for yeah, the yeah. Colts and Bears mm-hmm. Super Bowl. That was an amazing halftime show. In, in the rain, I think. In the rain. Yeah. yeah. So it was Purple Rain. In the rain. Absolutely so they could make was. It. They actually could make it Purple Rain. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Dave. Your trivia time. Okay. My trivia is about something that, as we say, some of you, this news might already have been out there by the time you listen to this. It's about um, the possible awards tonight. Not, Not necessarily about whether or not they do. Joey Porter Jr. being a finalist for Defensive Rookie of the Year, I don't know. We'll find out later. But to me, that tells me that he at least received some votes, even if it was just one, for this award. Who was the last Pittsburgh Steelers player to get votes for Defensive Player of the Year? Kendrell Bell. That was my guess. We're talking defensive rookie it. of the year. Yeah. Right? I say defensive player. Sorry. Defensive rookie of the year. I, 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 no, I, yeah, but I, I yeah. stand by defensive my rookie. guess. I, I, would, I would. That was my guess, too. Um, I don't so, think Big Snack got any. Um, unless. He didn't. I know Patrick Bailey didn't get any. Um, he was Steelers rookie of the year, though. Was it Kendrell Bell, Dave? The most the most recent was not Kendrell Bell. Okay. I'll go with that. Delton Hall then. No. I mean okay. Kendrell Bell was the last one to win it. Right. But I'm just saying who was the last one to even get votes? It wasn't Trent Jordan, was it? Trent Jordan did not get any votes. Okay. But you know who did? Jarvis Delton. Jones. Devin Bush. Oh, Devin Lord. Bush came in third in defensive rookie of the year voting. He had more votes than Josh Allen from not, not Josh Allen, the quarterback, Josh Allen, the edge rusher from Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. He came in third behind Max Crosby was second and Nick Bosa was first. If you go back before Devin Bush, the last player to receive votes was Kendrell Bell. That's crazy. Now, going all the way back to 1967, which is what um, Pro Football Reference goes to, because I don't know if it's Super Bowl era, if that's when they actually started doing it. There's actually only one other Steelers player ever to get votes for Defensive Rookie of the Year and not win the award. Only one other player other than Devin Bush. And now potentially Joey Porter Jr. Any idea who it was? They got a vote. They got a vote, but didn't win the award, right? Got because other people who won the award were Jack Lambert in '74, Joe Green in '69, 
and Kendrell Bell in 2001. Those are the was three. Rod, Steelers Rod Woodson get a vote? Rod Woodson did not. That would have been what year was that again, Brian? 87. And Rod Woodson did not even win. He would have not. Well, because he didn't play for most of the season, right? Yeah, he would have not been defensive rookie of the year on that team because Delton Hall won the Joe Green Great Performance Award, and he was the number two pick out of Clemson at corner as well. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Jack Ham. That would be correct. Jack Ham in 1971 received how many votes? He received one vote. He came in seventh. Wow. But he's the only other player on the Pittsburgh from the Pittsburgh Steelers to receive votes for defensive rookie of the year and not win the award. He came in seventh behind sixth was Jack Tatum, fifth was Julius Adams, fourth was Clarence Scott, third was Tom Hayes, second was Phil Villa Piano. Yep. And the winner that year was, I guess that's Isaiah Robertson for the Rams. One I in think a land. He's the only Hall of Famer in that list. Yeah, he won that in a landslide. So Jack Cam, not. A, I don't think that's because Tatum's not in. No. So, so Tatum's the only other name in there. Wow. Yes, it is. So, so Steelers known for their defense, known for rookies, really leading that. You know, doing things to be uh, defensive rookie of the year. Not so much. There you go. Good stuff. All right, let's do some final thoughts. Brian, go ahead. All right, I have to go back a few days. Uh, we heard about the death of Toby Keith, who is who became a he grew up in a Dallas Cowboys household. But when he witnessed the immaculate reception on TV, he became a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He owned um he owned seats from Three Rivers Stadium that he put in his gym. He went to a lot of games at Heinz Field. Uh I was never a big country music fan until after September 11th when brought you courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, The Ugly American came out, which I think is a tremendous song. My son has been listening to Toby Keith for the last few months, and I introduced him to uh, the standard with Willie Nelson, Beer for My Horses. And so I've listened to a lot of Toby Keith recently, but... I, sh- I feel like I share a kinship with him just for the fact that I was at that first ever game at Heinz Field in the regular season. Was not to be diminished was the fact that there was a preseason game, only one before that, and that was against the Detroit Lions the first week of the preseason. Then the other ones were on the road. Now, the reason I talk about that is if you were too young to remember September 11th, or if you weren't born yet, you don't understand what, and and please excuse this word, what an amazing time it was to be an American because we were scared, but we were united. We were hopeful and we were worried. We didn't know what was going to happen next. And when Toby Keith sang about that sucker punch that came somewhere through the back, it was something that did catch us off guard. And in a way it shouldn't have. But we're not talking politics here. What we're talking about is how America band together. Did I want to go to that? Did I want to go to the first ever game at Heinz Field in that fashion because I just happened to have tickets to their second regular season game? No. I would love to go change time and miss out that first game and watch them play the Cleveland Browns on television. But when you walked through that stadium that day, they were handing out American flags. So people had an American flag in one hand and a terrible towel in another. And something happened when, before that game, before Toby Keith sang that national anthem, they swore in some local area youth into the military service, maybe about 20 to 25. I just watched it on McMillan and Wife the other day, watching watching them do that. Then uh, a continental U.S. Uh, marching band played God Bless America. Then they brought out Toby Keith. But you cannot see that on the replay because you missed the beginning of that game if you were watching it at home because the President Bush announced the first ever war strikes after September 11th against Taliban factions in Afghanistan. So it was a time where 
Football was a departure from life. Football was a chance, and the Steelers were very good that year. I can't tell you much that went on in that game, but I can tell you how America felt and how we felt in that stands when that man was crooning his heart out. He was not a diva. He was not a uh, a Hollywood privilege or a Nashville privilege type guy. He was just a man that identified himself as a Steeler fan singing this song in a united entire stadium. And there were more flags up there than there were terrible towels. And it was a special moment that I will never forget the rest of my life. When I was doing research for the article for this, I remembered that Jerome Bettis went over 10,000 yards on that day. He had 153 yards on the day, but that didn't matter. The Steelers won, but I hardly remember any of it. But I remember the feeling. And I remember when they put George Bush on the Jumbotron at halftime, announcing the strikes, that place went absolutely crazy because it was not what we are seeing in this world now. There was not division. There was only one thing, and they were Americans. And they were hand-in-hand with an American flag and a terrible towel, and that's all they cared about. And they, there was nothing that you could say from anybody else that divided you because you were Americans on that day. That's all I have to say. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. Um, passed away at age 62 of stomach cancer. Um, you're a lot more than a, a country music singer. You're a true patriot for what you've done outside to promote this country of ours. And I'd love for it to get back to where we were united. It's a good story. You know, Toby Keith, uh, I saw him in concert. Great show. Great performer. And it's funny because you always say go West, right? When you want to be hopeful, because you always say the king of wishful thinking. When I hear go West, I actually think of a Toby Keith song where he says, go West, young man. Haven't you been told California's full of whiskey, women and gold? So whenever you all say go West, I don't think of what you all think. I think of Toby Keith. He was, a, I, I love Toby Keith. Uh, his music was really, really a, my, my high school going into college years, spent a lot of time listening to his music. Very poignant words, Brian, in a lot of ways. Thank you. All right, Dave, uh, what's your final thoughts? Last game of the 2023 season, even though it's not the Steelers, at least it's professional, high-quality professional football, um, supposed to be the best of the best they're playing. Take it in while you can, because then come Monday morning, the official total NFL offseason begins. It will be long, but we will be here for it all. Absolutely. So make sure you check out steelcurtainnetwork.com. Check out our audio feed. We're starting to repurpose some of those clips so you can see some of my Let's Ride podcast on the YouTube channel. You saw Dave Statgeek where he talked about the numbers. Brian did some bad memories of Super Bowl 40 this past week. So check out all those videos. You want the full show? Go check us out on the audio side. You have links in the video description. So check those out. All right, Dave, you know how we finished out? Hey. We'll see you next week on another Steelers preview. Everybody else gets a little tight. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.